Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. What if life is just but a dream? What if everything is not quite as it seems? Perhaps the secret to the universe has not really been shared with us. Maybe there is a reason why people in the WEF are doing what they're doing. Maybe what I talked about months ago, what was going to happen in the financial sector has already happened. Maybe that's hidden from us behind. So then we're going to talk about those maybes. We're going to talk about what things are not exactly as they seem. And maybe you know it in your heart, but maybe it's going to make sense when I talk about it. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, Bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden. So glad that you have joined me here again today. You can follow along at Real Greg Bolden on Twitter, website, americaemboldened.com. And as always, all these episodes and plenty of other great content from so many other absolutely phenomenal people are available on americaoutloud.com that's bringing you this podcast. Uh, So get right into it. WEF is continuing on with our first full day yesterday. And I wanted to cover for listeners maybe what the, the mood was, where things began, and talk about how maybe not everything's as it seems. We want to get kind of into that as well. So Zelensky's wife, which Zelenska, I guess maybe that's like a, a subject verb agreement, or I don't even know noun agreement to show masculine feminine. So Zelenska spoke uh, around 11 o'clock at the World Economic Forum. And then there was the CNN summit on the economy. And it didn't take long for the news media to uh, start talking about that CEOs are starting to question the economic outlook. Now, it didn't take a uh, CEO to question this outlook for the rest of us in society, because we go to the grocery store regularly. We're not billionaires, right? We don't have somebody doing our shopping for us. Those of us who have been paying attention at the supermarket know that the economy is not doing well. We know that we've had uh, record high inflation. Joe Biden would like to tell you that that's coming down. Sure, it's in the 6% now from the 7%. That's still 6% too high compared to where wages are. We know that the central banks have pushed to really go back and fight this, and they've been raising interest rates. So the time of free money, borrowing free money, is over. It's it's completely in the past. And as a uh, result, we are seeing a recession. Despite that, the people in Davos, Switzerland, continue to call it a threat of a recession. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe we're not in like hyperinflation. We're not in a big recession quite yet, but things are pretty bad. All right. Um, and so CEOs are nervous and that's part of this uh, economic uh, look. And 
many people uh, seem to want to continue to blame the rising inflation on Ukraine. But they stated at this conference that that's peaked. And so now they don't have something else to fall back on. Uh, They are now looking more as high interest rates are going to wreck the housing markets. We're already seeing that. Less homes are are selling. Uh, So it was a very uh, doom and gloom mood about the recession and whether or not it would be short or not. So the United States leaders believe is going to fall into a recession. Now, the markers for a recession, a traditional recession, if you remember back over the summer, the Biden administration said, well, you need, it's very complex in order to get a recession. You need so many other things. We've been there. Now it's going to be, where will employment go? Uh, Will unemployment continue uh, to drop or will it rise? Right now it's at 3.5%, which is about where Trump had it. And then it had gotten really bad under Biden. He's got it back down to 3.5%, which is great. Uh, Part of that is also uh, because there are less people in the workforce as well. That's kind of a dirty little secret. But the WEF is very pessimistic about these rapid interest rate increases. Well, that makes sense. These are billionaires. They like having free money. They don't have free money anymore. They would love to see it again. There's also uh, issues with energy outages being talked about. Uh, Oil prices rising above $150 a barrel again. Uh, People are talking over there about a new COVID variant that could cripple society. Talk about all these different doomsday type of things that can happen. But I'm telling my listeners, all is not as it seems. I don't believe that we're seeing this well. We're rowing our boat. We're hearing the headlines from the WEF, but the WEF knows something. You can go back several months ago. I spoke about how the Federal Reserve was working with seven of our banks to talk about a digital currency. Now, I've done a little bit more research into this. And from what I understand, and I understand that this is part of the regulatory process, But it sounds like that the Federal Reserve actually has, the central banks have offices in all of the major banks that are participating. I want you to pay attention to what I just said. The Federal Reserve has their own offices and is involved in meetings at each of these banks. So those seven banks that I was listing several months ago, you can go back, you can listen to that show, talking about putting a digital currency in. It's coming. Now, the digital currency that I'm paying attention to is Ripple. Now, Ripple was created back in 2012. By 2018, it became what's known as a stablecoin. And then uh, they were sued in 2020 because the SEC said they were uh, selling unregistered, unsecured tokens. Keep in mind, by this point in time, many major banks were using XRP. The second largest bank in the United States in terms of its value One of the top 10 banks in the entire world, Bank of America, has been working with Ripple for a very long time. Though they didn't announce it until 2020, the partnership goes further back. Pay attention to what I'm saying. I just talked about the Federal Reserve being in the banks, but I'm also pointing out that XRP and Ripple had been in the bank before it was announced. PNC Bank, they joined Ripple in 2016. They did so as what they stated, they want to improve their network speed. They had 12 million users, and the Ripple Net service allowed the bank to provide very quick hyperpayments. There's a bank in Thailand 
which was the first bank in Thailand called CM Commercial Bank. They adopted Ripple in 2020, launching its own outward remittance service. Satander Bank in USA, which is a subsidiary of Spanish Santander Group, focused on Northeastern USA, has been using Ripple since 2018. This allowed them to launch the 1FX service that enables cross-border payments between the United States and the European Union. Standard Charter Bank of the UK also partnered with Ripple back in 2016. That allowed the bank to open payments to customers in more than 50 countries. It allowed to grow their influence. Also, Qualix in Mexico, multinational credit payment. The blockchain technology of cryptocurrency has been getting adopted by all of these banks. At this point in time, when we look at the Federal Reserve being in these seven major banks and doing these studies about digital currency, here's what I'm telling you about. Things aren't as they seem. I believe that just as Ripple XRP was not announced for many years at many of these banks as being in place, I believe the Federal Reserve isn't telling you. We've already moved to digital currencies. I think the signs are already there. I think the fact that they're doing this study and doing it out in the open, they're quietly moving things into this new section. They're moving things out of the dollar bills and they're moving it into the uh, crypto phase that's going to be regulated. And what better way to regulate all this, but to do it after all of the billionaires, all of the bank leaders, all of the security military leaders, all those people meet with the WEF and talk about globalization, talk about what are the major threats to it and why have doom and gloom? Because right now they have a currency that is unstable around the world. It has what I've been talking about, the milkshake theory of sucking up all the currencies into dollar bills. Now, I don't think that all of them are quite as somber and upset about what's happening. I think that they liked having their free money, but I believe right now they're looking at what's going to be a post-crisis moment. They're going to talk about how where they were when the world was going into chaos. Inflation, they're talking about hunger, disease. If you're not getting your food secure right now, make sure you're getting a plan in place. They're talking about political instability. We already see it here in our own country. I want to know who authorized the United States to go speak on our behalf and violate our own constitution by getting involved with all these things. You know, I talked about that on yesterday's show. We get involved in NATO and so many things that there is no constitutional authority to be involved in NATO. We have to have a Congress, but we seem to just accept these things. We have a widening economic inequity, not just in the world, here in the United States. It's a dirty little secret that we don't like to talk about, right? We're giving billions of dollars of aid to the Ukraine, but no one wants to talk about the billions of dollars in aid that we could be giving to the homeless here in our own country, how we could be solving hunger here in our own country, how we could be solving hunger and disease elsewhere in the world if we really wanted to do so. But instead, we're focused on the Ukraine. So having Zelensky's wife speak to yesterday at the WEF conference in the opening parts, that really made me kind of think, what else are we not seeing the world as? Well, this is going to go into some stuff about what I teach, okay? It's going to go into a little bit about the universe that's around us. We're going to get into uh, a larger discussion about whether you know what you are, okay? Do you know what you're made up of? 
Do you know how we know this, the science that I will lay out for you today? Because I believe that the WEF, they know this. The scientists that Zelensky's wife referenced that are there to set public health, to set you know what the technologies are that we're going to be using. Remember, Bill Gates wants to put this big blanket cloud up into the sky in order to protect us. Right. Uh, are you for that? Uh, there's so much coming down the pipe. What do they know about the world and what do we not know? All right. So let's start here. Let's start with the history of how we communicate. Now, this is not going to have to deal with the WEF. It's not going to have to deal with the Federal Reserve. But eventually, I think that you'll start to kind of connect the dots for where I'm going with this. Remember, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. We're just going to gently go down the stream. Are you aware with the word communication, what that means? So the root word of communication is called communis, otherwise meant as common. Uh, just uh, basically it means to be one with a listener. And so in the process of being one, we develop a transaction, a dialogue, we develop a communion. And so it unites and exchange thoughts. And so if we look at what's going on in the world, when we unite people around, why do we do that? Because we want to stimulate listeners to make common his or her thoughts. This is how we make the thought process common. Hopefully you're connecting those dots. I'm not going to try to do it for you. I'm just going to present the information that I know is facts. All right. So we communicate using the tools available to us. Now, humans have often used symbols. They use verbal, they use nonverbal language. Uh, they're essentially set of commonly acceptable symbols to which we attach certain types of me meaning. Everybody knows what a wave looks like, right? When you wave to somebody, everybody knows when you're upset at somebody, you give them the finger, what you're telling them. These are symbols, but the symbols also continue on to things such as crosses and religious symbols. They go to hieroglyphs, to ancient civilizations. That was a way to make one the message. Right now, we are in a society where there are individuals that are trying to make one the message for what everybody believes in common as far as his or her thoughts. Now, this all started off in the early days of communications, right? Human beings need to create language and alphabets because before they obviously would have needed to communicate with both sound and body language. And so we would grunt, we'd make things, the earliest cavemen. Um, we hear this in the earliest uh, stories that we share, as well as body and hand gestures. Some of the stories became illustrations on cave walls, right? They were using dust on the ground, possibly before eventually creating petroglyphs or paintings created on the cave walls. As we started to develop, other permanent symbols evolved. Things would get constructed. We would see, you know, wooden totem poles. Or in Egypt, we would see Egyptian hieroglyphics. Uh, we would see things such as um, the uh, religious symbols, like the Star of David, the Christian cross. And even though scholars were always creating all these different ways to write languages, most people were unable to obtain a formal education. And as a result, they could not read these developing alphabets. So as the language was go would go, if you weren't educated, you could not participate in the conversation. 
So we're going to stop right there to take a break. Here's what we need to connect. There's a bunch of people right now in Switzerland trying to make common the message for all, trying to set a global agenda. It's right there on the website. This isn't me conspiracy, conspirizing anything. This is me just telling you this is exactly what it is. All right. Not conspiratorial. That's the word I was looking for. And in all this, we should look at the root of communication because how often have you examined communication through this lens of how we communicate, why we communicate? Maybe not. So that's why I'd like to do that for you today. We're going to continue on with that. And we're going to get into the big part of the reveal, the electromagnetic universe. Very important that we get into that today. I teach it in my classroom. I think it's important for you guys to understand it. Of course, I teach it in regards to broadcasting, but what are we broadcasting? That's an important thing to discuss. All right, everybody, we're going to take a break here. Make sure that you're visiting all the sponsors of the show. Go to americaoutloud.com. You can find some great products. I personally use the Genesis HOCL Fogger. It's a great machine. It helps protect you from germs and viruses in your home. I highly recommend it. You can go to www.genesisfogger.com backslash outloud and you get a discount just for listening to the show. Much appreciate, everybody. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold, too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. AmericaOutloud.com if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, Bold Americans, second half of the show. We are talking about how things aren't quite as they seem, trying to understand maybe some concepts that we were taught a long time ago, but we weren't taught in depth about communication, about how we communicate, how we broadcast, and whether or not the world's leaders, the major banks, they're aware of some of this in the background that we haven't given thought to. And as a result, we need to weaponize ourselves in a sense with knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. Uh, there was a story that I heard recently where a woman was talking about her great grandmother 
sharing a story about the Civil War. And after the Civil War and she gained her freedom, she never really felt like she had freedom until she could write her name, until she learned the language. And so that was the same all throughout our history. Those that were not educated were a lower class. Those that were not in the know. It's that George Carlin thing I come back to all the time. The world's a big club and you ain't in it, right? If you're not educated, you don't have that privilege, then you don't know. So what don't we know? Sure, there's plenty that is accessible to us, but I guarantee there are things hidden in the background that you only get to know once you reach a certain spot. You only reach a certain amount of money. Elon Musk, for example, this guy's in outer space. He's in the car manufacturing industry. He is in the finance industry with the creation of PayPal and figuring out transactions. He now owns Twitter. He is one of the largest owners of information in the entire world. With that knowledge comes power comes information, right? So let's continue on into my communication lesson here in the second half of the show. So as you would go around, people would find information based upon commercial signage, right? Like the barber pole. Everybody knows what that looks like. And you know what type of merchant that person was. Nowadays, that signage has developed into trademarks. And so if you drive by certain gas stations, you know exactly what they look like. IBM has that line going across. So you understand printers and everything. GE, General Electric. There's a whole psychology to all of these things as well. The colors that are used as well as the designs. Then we get to insignias. Insignias were worn by military forces. The show, you know, ranks of the Navy, the Army. So that way you would know how accomplished a person was, what they saw, what they did. And then we move the flags. The forces of military would carry the flags that represent their countries. And of course, all of those countries originate from the same place, the earth. Early military communications, they'd light stuff on fire. They'd use smokestacks and they'd continue on. I'm continuing to try to speed ahead here to the first part of what becomes wired and eventually wireless communication. It's Morse code. Now, Morse code, you would have dits and dashes, right? And so if I'm going to try to remember my Morse code, I studied this, a dit dash would be an A and a dash dit 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 would be the letter B. And so SOS would be a and I might have the words confused, so correct me if I'm wrong online, feel free. It's been a while since I studied this, but I believe SOS was dit, 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 dash, 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 dit, 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 right? S is a dit, 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 O is a dash, dash, dash. Why is this important? Because this is secret language, right? If you're not in the know, if you don't know how many dits and dashes there are, or you're not sure how to listen for them, you cannot speak the language. And there's a whole level of society that learns Morse code. Samuel Morse develops this. And that technology continues to get better. The technology continues to get better because eventually we start running lines around the world. Uh, we create nonverbal communications that get even larger. Uh, with sign language. Um, and I want to come back in just a moment to Morse code and how it became wireless, the electromagnetic universe, because this goes into those things that we don't think about, that we should know, that we don't know. 
But let's continue on in how technology developed, a little history lesson here. So we get sign language, and then we also get nonverbal communication. My students are often blown away because I can tell them what type of day that they're having or week that they're having. I can tell them about their life. And they go, how do you know all that, Bolden? And I say, well, I just kind of looked at whether you did makeup today or not. I looked at what you chose to wear. I looked at your clothing. Um, I observed maybe body language and what you're doing, the nonverbal gestures that you've given. And I can kind of tell your story. Uh, I first became interested in this watching Sherlock Holmes many, many years ago and seeing that Sherlock would study using just his eyes and try to figure out what he could see. And I started kind of getting into that. I was like, well, I wonder what I could tell from that. You know, can you guess somebody's socioeconomic status? Can you, can you tell what type of relationship they may be in? Can you figure out their age, their occupation? Um, I believe that all of that information is normally pretty readily available uh, just by observing the world around us. Once we start doing that, we can look at the way advertisements use us, right? Communication and advertising. You can see how sex is sold. You can see how darkness and light is sold. You can see how people will take greed and the senses in order to appeal to them. Uh, nerdy versus hip and cool. And so that communication style continues on to influence everything. Now, the people that study this, the people that understand it, can control individuals. And somebody posed a great question to me. And I want to make sure that I get this question verbatim exactly the way they've posed it, because it's a great question for my listeners to reflect on. What is the difference between Russian election influence and political advertisements? That is a wonderful question. What is the difference between a political ad, you know, in black and white propaganda and Russian election influence? If we're all susceptible to the same propaganda because everybody studied this, then this person asks, should the onus fall on us for being sheep? I would say that I agree with that statement, but I also think that there's power in what we don't see about all of this. There's power in how uh, this all came about. And so what we don't see is a deeply controlling government around the world to control what it is to be human around us, the electromagnetic universe. Now I had on my show an expert on this, Ben Davidson. He claims that the sun every 12,000 years basically wipes out most of the society with a micronova and there's a pole shift that will happen. I believe that this is likely very much a possibility. In fact, uh, I spoke with some individuals that helped produce Graham Hancock's story on Netflix, and they told me that they are very concerned about the sun, although it's not their area of expertise. They also said they also believe that we go through a comet field about every 12,000 years, and it's highly susceptible. We're going to go through it again. And when that happens, it can help uh, destroy parts of the earth as well. So two opposing theories, uh, there's more evidence really for a micronova and pole shift than there is for comets. Now, what I might be losing some people here. So follow along, please don't, don't, don't turn the show off. I promise there's a payoff. At least I hope there's going to be, I'm doing my best here. Where did wireless communication come from? How did we learn that we can transmit a signal through the air? Who did this? Well, 
We can look back on a ton of different names, Alessandro Volta, but the most important person is James Maxwell. James Maxwell, if you go back in history, his equations theorized that electricity, magnetism, and even light are all manifestations of the same phenomenon, the electromagnetic field. Now, I want you to think about your heart for a quick moment here. Now, my friend, another friend sends me information about electrolytes and how important they are to the human body, especially in a COVID era and a vaccine mRNA experimental gene therapy era, stating that your electrolytes are very, very much uh, being affected by all of this. Now, James Maxwell theorized all of this. Later on, it, it becomes proven, but electricity, magnetism, and even light are all part of the electromagnetic field. Do you know that your brain works on the same level as the electromagnetic field? That we have frequencies that are creating thought. The words that I'm speaking to you right now are part of an electromagnetic field. My heart is beating right now, giving you this show based upon electricity at very specific QT intervals that allow my heart to beat in rhythm in order to provide blood for my body. And that means we are also part of light. There's actually a study that shows that human beings give off light. That's right. We give off light. Things that you may not know, but they're true. Things may not be as you think they are. And so we can control the radar, FM, TVs, shortwaves, infrared rays, we have the ability to create all of these things. We even can create x-rays, right? And it goes into really dangerous gamma ray radiation and other parts. We've also created a part of what is the visible light spectrum, right? We can recreate that with a prism. Um, and we understand how these waves all play together. So the visible light spectrum and the invisible light spectrum is all part of the electromagnetic world of which we are made up of ourselves. Our body functions in this exact same way, which would bear a resemblance that on certain wavelengths, humans could be affected. If we look at, I think I talked about this a few weeks ago, 5G, 6G at the 60 gigahertz, oxygen begins to be uh, vaporized. Uh, so oxygen cannot be absorbed nearly as well. And the FCC does studies on this. You can go straight to the FCC's page. You can find out this information that this isn't, again, conspiratorial. Now, remember what I told you, James Maxwell, he had this theory. Well, another guy comes along, Heinrich Hertz. Heinrich Hertz proved all of Maxwell's theories. He proved and identified the electromagnetic waves. And so we look at all these as Hertz, right? And gigahertz. It's basically the case of speed. One Hertz is equal to one cycle per second. And so this leads other inventors such as my two favorites, Marconi and Tesla, as well as Alexander Popov to start competing to transmit a signal through the air. Now, Tesla, he has his lab burned down in New York City, but he's working on a ton of things. So it's, it's okay. And Marconi is enthralled with Tesla. Tesla's enthralled with Marconi. They're racing. And eventually, Marconi gets this invention where he's able to spark out and receive it. And he continues to send it further and further and further until eventually it's able to cross the Atlantic. And we get the wireless telegraph. The tele meaning far off, graph meaning writing, right? That's where we get that 
word, wireless telegraphy. And then later we get Reginald Fessenden. He transmits uh, voice and sound. Lee the Forest amplifies that sound. And we get through until all of a sudden ship to shore communication begins and boats are starting to use this to stay safer than ever. David Sarnoff, he hears the Titanic and he lets everybody know what's going on. I've always wondered if the story is folklore because David Sarnoff becomes one of the most important names in all of history. Not only does he hear the Titanic, um, but he goes on to find RCA, the Radio Corporation of America. Now, what's really important in all this time frame? Okay. Remember how the WEF is gathering in Switzerland? All right. Now we're going to start tying things together. When radio develops a wireless communication, guess who gets involved? The government. The government says you need a license to operate that radio. And during World War I, radio becomes an important war tool. And the United States wants to control the entire global radio. And they do a pretty good job of trying to make sure that that happens. They create a company called American Marconi. Now, there's also British Marconi. Marconi was the best company. It was the biggest company. But what the United States did, just like the WEF is planning right now, they put a plan together to make sure that the radio technology would fall under United States control. And they established a new company which was anchored by GE, which is still around, called RCA with David Sarnoff. Now you know why I'm bringing him into the fold. And they pulled all the patents, and RCA became a private sector monopoly. They used GE at the exact same time by not selling British Marconi key components. And then they bought American assets and called it American Marconi to put him basically out of business. And then they patented his own work in order for him not to be able to get the parts. So they used RCA to oversee the radio patents from GE, AT&T, Westinghouse, and American Marconi and the Navy. And they created standardization. They created a global model. Now in the UK, in 1904, Great Britain developed a state-supported broadcasting system. They fund the BBC. Now the BBC is still there today. And this is going to go into the WEF as well as it will eventually go into uh, what somebody recently told me about as far as the Trusted News Initiative. We're not there today into this show, so don't get too excited. The media medium continues to explode in radio, right? It goes all over. But the government, every time it explodes, the government takes more control. They start putting more and more control on it, trying to hold back the global radio in order to make sure that they have key to it. But radio was not something that could be held on to just by the United States. So they try to work with other individuals in order to make sure that um, they have a superior and an inferior. And so the Broadcasting Corporation of America is AT&T BCA, which uh, goes up against RCA, which is now the inferior network. But there was always collusion. There were always people monopolizing. The government cracked down on AT&T, which they helped create this whole drama, for monopolizing radio communications. And the government creates, uh, well, mandates that RCA organizes two networks, NBC Red, which becomes AT&T, and NBC Blue, which becomes the Western Union lines. And at this point in time, they start the National Broadcasting Corporation, NBC. 
Shortly after CBS follows ABC in 1941, uh, the FCC outlawed at that point in time uh, option time, which forced RCA to sell one of its NBC networks, which became ABC. Um, same thing happened with uh, CBS. There was option time purchased. And then by the 1940s, we have NBC, CBS, and ABC. Again, things aren't always as they seem. Because within all of that, during that same amount of time, we had Nikola Tesla getting technology for Western Union because there's a guy by Thomas Edison that kept stealing everything from Tesla, kept saying that it wasn't good enough. Thank God for Tesla. It's the reason why we have alternating current. All right, now let's follow all this. On the radio, we hear War of the Worlds. We get Orson Welles. We get the entertainment industry giving us information. If you go to the WEF, the entertainment industry is very important for communication, putting that information out there. So bring it all together for you here. This is the payoff. I believe that what's happening at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland is all part of the root of communication to make one a message. They're bringing together athletes. They're bringing together the heads of your major sports teams. They're bringing together billionaires that control the banks. I believe that the Federal Reserve, the intelligence industries, they're all in on this because once you control the flow of information, it's very important because you make one the message for all people. And we can see that making one the message goes all the way back to the early 1900s by studying communication. It's very important to know that. And then the last part is you may not have a choice. You may not have a choice because... If we're all electromagnetic beings, they already know how our brains work. Now, this is the part where we have to rise above it. We can choose to be negative. I had a friend tell me uh, today, they called me up and said, uh, you know, I got to stop watching the reels you're putting up of these shows. Man, everything's doom and gloom. We can choose to be positive. We can choose to get a harmonic resonance over top of all of this. I know this sounds very new agey. I get that. But it's true. Some people may call that harmonic resonance their faith. Maybe it's going to church, it's praying, getting yourself right. Others put an intent on it, uh, a pure intent. I'm not talking about evil intents, okay? For all intents and purposes, though, you should know that there is evil out there. There is evil that will have evil intents to serve its own purposes. What's evil to one person may not be evil to another. Somebody might be greedy. We could look at that as an evil. Another person may say, well, I'm just living the excess that I'm justified in order to live. So all eyes should be on the WEF. But please, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Don't go fast down the stream. Don't get all worked up because life is but a dream. And as I'm recording this, I'm reminding you that, yes, there are people that are trying to set the tone but it doesn't have to be that way. That's the reason why they're so afraid of podcasts like mine. It's the reason why people are afraid of the alternative medias that are popping up out there because we can keep people paying attention to the facts of what's around them. So let it be stated here on January 18th that the Federal Reserve is in control. I know other people are talking about this as well. I'm not trying to uh, say that I had the complete First thought on this, I've seen other people's posts, the things have been shared with me. 
I'm just sharing what I know as far as what I can offer to further that. So the Federal Reserve is in control. The WEF and the World Economic Forum is the place where the globalization will continue to grow. Um, they'll continue to make you feel bad for your life of excess, even though it doesn't feel like a life of excess for some of us. And they'll turn a blind eye to the very poor because they'll only pay attention to what serves them. And in the meantime, while you're paying attention to all that, remember that you're an electromagnetic being. And if you're an electromagnetic being, you have a good way of energy and you have a bad way of energy. Don't spend your time on the bad way of energy. Lift one another up. Allow other people to see that things aren't exactly as they seem. And make sure that you're tuning yourself the best way that you can. Eat well. Get your electrolytes. Drink lots of water. Get plenty of rest. Stay off electronics uh, in excess, right? As uh, mom and dad used to say, everything in moderation. That's today's show, everybody. I hope I honored your time well. I hope it was a good one. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.